Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Cavern podcast where we talk all things Magic the Cavern. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Fine. I'm doing good. 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 Uh, everything's back to normal now, so that's nice. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, things are trending down, and there yeah. are fewer cases, fewer deaths, fewer hospitalizations, so I guess it's kind of getting there. <laughs> Yeah, no, it definitely, definitely seems to be that way. I mean, we've we've had multiple days now, and there've been like zero deaths recorded in England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. So that's very, very good. It's the first time in over a year that's happened. So it's, yep. uh, that's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think things have gotten a lot better locally as well. I've started going out a bit more too, which is good. Been going for walks, taking my dogs for long walks around the beach and stuff. So yeah, things are. I think are getting a bit more back to normal. Finally. Yeah, I've I've got eighteen days to wait until my second vaccine. Oh, nice! Um, and then two weeks after that, I'll go around licking lampposts. Hell yeah! Or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably just stay in my house. <laughs> Still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's 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 all kind of going the right direction. I'm kind of worried that people are going to be allowed to hug indoors next week. Yeah. I uh, I kind of feel like that's unnecessary given we're on the right track and that might cause some problems but at, at this point I'm just meant to trust the government right that's a safe safe and sensible tactic that has never backfired before <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's uh I don't know I don't know but you know data's trending downwards across everything and the vaccines clearly clearly do what they're supposed to do so let's just let's just hope let's just hope things will be, be getting better and I don't know maybe maybe we'll be able to attend Innistrad pre-release later this year that's my that's my goal at least that's your only goal yeah <laughs> get me some get me to do some Innistrad pre-releases and yeah I think uh, other than that I think I'll probably just keep on doing what I'm doing for a, a lot of it but it's yeah it, it's good things do feel like they are sort of finally getting back there remember like like last summer when we thought everything was getting there and it was yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know a lot more things are going right this time so hopefully hopefully we can get back to however the had it was before cool and with the doom and gloom out of the way let's talk some magic so we had uh, quite an exciting week I think last week yes many things happened I couldn't process it all <laughs> yeah so what feels like like almost out of nowhere like we got like a big magic stream on Thursday night so they did like the the weekly MTG stream that they do uh, which I, I'd kind of suspected we might see something like a promo or something for Modern Horizons 2 given that it'd been like uh, like a week without any sort of preview at all it's about time they can be starting the preview season soon properly Surely we'll get something this week, just like a card or two cards, like we did the did the last time. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think we uh, we timed our prediction set quite nicely. Our prediction show quite nicely, I think last yeah, week. Just about. <laughs> whew, we got we got a lot of big news. So rather than just I guess the one or two cards I was expecting, we had this whole thing about the the summer of legend. So they are doing obviously a big crossover with Dungeons and Dragons for this summer. There's going to be some D and D stuff coming out as a D and D video game. Uh, and there's obviously the, the magic set and then they, they talked a lot about Modern Horizons 2 and also some store incentive stuff as well uh, so they are going to be doing I mean they're doing something not quite, I don't know, I don't know if it's quite as good as what they did last year but they're, they're, they're doing something to help stores this year Yeah, I mean they're giving us some fable passages Yeah, yeah, they're incredible <laughs> They're really good, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask where you want to, to start off, but I, I guess maybe that is a good place to start. Those uh, yep. old boarded foil fable passages are absolutely incredible. So if you spend $50 plus at your, your local game store, I assume that will convert to just straight one-to-one for whatever currency your local game store accepts. Uh, you will get one of these just incredible fable passages. So it's they've been given the, the time-shifted treatment and... Yeah, beautiful, really, really beautiful magic cards. Yeah, I look forward to not receiving anywhere near enough and being hounded by customers for like six months about why they haven't received one. 
Yeah. Which is what happens with most promos these days that we can get sent by Wizard <laughs> of the Coast. Um, they're really great. And I mean, I don't really understand why it's Fable Passage. Because <laughs> um, I guess well, they can't. Because be... everyone, everyone wanted to reprint the Fetchlands, didn't they? So there we go, there's a Fetchland. There's a Fetchland. It's just, I know they can't do anything crazy like a Prismatic Vista because that would be too expensive. Yeah. But like Fable Passage is just a standard card. Do people really want a blinged out version of a like a one off version of a standard card? I mean it sees playing over formats too. It vaguely sees playing Pioneer, sure. Yeah. <laughs> a format that currently doesn't exist. No, it's cool. <laughs> it's it's a it's a nice thing and I'm sure I'm, yeah, like I say, I'm sure people are gonna go absolutely mad for them and I'm yeah. gonna have to disappoint a lot of people when we immediately run out of them. Yeah. Yeah. But they're incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, we also got the fact that they are bringing the uh, Mystery Booster Convention Edition to local game stores as well. So that's something that we will be getting. Uh, yeah, really glad we're sitting on a box of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully the distribution will be better than the last time and we can actually get a reasonable number of boxes. Yeah. They dried up super. The, 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 the store version dried up really quickly. Yeah. And also, I assume it will bring down the prices of all those playtest cards. <laughs> yeah, those oh yeah, cards definitely. Are absurdly expensive. Very much so. Uh, so the um, yeah, given that the, the convention edition, I assume they will have the playtest cards in them. I think they said on stream that there might be some slight differences. So I, I don't know whether this is you know old stock that they'd had that they just didn't get a chance to use, or if this is 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 in some sort of new print run for them I mean because they said there would be some slight differences I assume this is going to be a, a new print run but that's mm-hmm. cool um, more of those playtest cards would be fantastic and yeah if you could just continue to crash the uh, crash the secondary market price of those convention edition boxes that would be good as well well I assume they were planning to do a second run possibly with some changes f- for like convention style events so for yeah, Magic yeah. and stuff and then those stopped happening for probably by the time we get one close to like two and a half years so yeah. <laughs> they've probably got to do something with those so it's, this isn't like a oh we're trying to help out LGS's it's just like oh we have this stock that we're going to give to LGS's because we can't put it anywhere else yeah it's still good though it's still a good thing it's cool though yeah definitely and I don't know maybe maybe this might be the only way that I'll be able to draft convention edition so that's yeah that's cool that's cool who knows who knows when or if Magic Fests are coming back and if they do whether this will be a thing so I, don't I think if, if, if you, they're definitely coming back come on I, we don't know that we don't know that we do they're coming they're going to do Magic Fests again they can't we don't just not that. do Magic Fests I mean I'm sure there'll be Commander Fests again but we'll uh, I don't know I don't know. I, I I suspect when they do come back, there will be some sort of major restructuring. They they'll look very different to the way they did before. I think. Okay, this is a, an opinion I hadn't heard before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they were. I mean, given the fact that like channel fireball events doesn't exist, like they have to be. They have to be. At the very least, they they will have to be some sort of different structure than they were last time. But I think given the way they were, they were going, like. You, know, you 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 would see main event numbers dwindling, but you see side event numbers picking up and picking up, and commander passes were selling out and stuff. And I yeah, I I, th- I think that when they do come back, there will be more of a shift into like the side events and the more casual play than you know just having one big magic tournament being like the main event and main focus. Yeah, that's pretty true. I mean, yeah, I I can't remember the last time. I mean, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. I went for the actual main event. That's the last time. And I, I can't think of a single person I know that entered <laughs> a main event recently, so... Yeah, my last one was the uh, War of the Spark pre-release, and never again. <laughs> never again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't you just love losing to a Ketra all day? <laughs> it was, uh, oh, it was an experience. I never want to do another pre-release one again. I, just, I don't think they'll do that, but whatever. I think mm-hmm. we've spent far too long talking about mystery boosters when we, we've got some more exciting things to talk about. Yes. So... We did get some some fantastic preview cards in Modern Horizons 2, and then we also got some preview cards from Dungeons & Dragons, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Yes. Which one do you want to hit up first? Well, I have way, way, way less to say about the Dungeons & Dragons set. Agreed. So do you want to just start there, get it out of the way, and then we can gush for close to an hour about yeah. Horizons 2? Let's go for it. So, Sweet. I guess first up we got uh, Tiamat, the Dragon God. It's seven mana, so it's two in a Wooberg. 
7 7, uh, legendary creature, Dragon Guard, has flying, and when Tiamat enters the battlefield, if you cast it, search your library for up to 5 Dragon Guards, not named Tiamat, that each have different names, reveal them, put them in your hand, then shuffle. F5, colour Dragon Commander. Yep. Yay! Yeah. Um, it's, it's exactly what I would have expected from a Tiamat guard, like 100%. Um, it's it's not exciting, but I'm sure it'll see a hell of a lot of play across commander tables around the world. It, is this a bad time to bring up the fact that I don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons? No, it's 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 like yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't know how much there is like an actual big crossover, like yeah. in general between a lot of Magic players and D and D players. Uh, I mean, yeah, we've certainly got some iconic things, and we've seen some iconic things from D and D from the previews that we've had so far, and. And Tiamat is is very very iconic. Tiamat is kind of like the, I guess, the, not like not quite the mother of dragons, but I mean sort of like Tiamat doesn't doesn't have that title within D and D lore, but it is, is essentially the origin point of all dragons in D and D, and I think it's reflected in the card quite nicely. And yeah, it's 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 very much like you know, my first dragon commander deck dot card isn't it uh, like yeah. you just you stick this in the 99 of the air dragon and then just be happy I guess it's yeah. it doesn't excite me in any way but I'm sure it'll excite a lot of more casual players or people that love dragons because that's it's that's a, a big a big section of the magic community really I think yeah it's just it's just kind of weird because I see those people getting really excited about these cards and like the way that they've implemented things that are a big part of D&D lore or D&D gameplay, I guess, and, and put them on Magic Cards when people seem pleased with it and they're very happy about it, and I don't know anything. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, but that seems like a card. <laughs> and loads of people are really happy about like the way it's been implemented. Um, and I'm going to trust them on it, and that seems fine. I didn't get... I, I didn't, like... I mean, Magic's pretty much the first, like, nerdy thing I did, and that got me into everything else. So I didn't follow like a trajectory of D and D and then a bunch of other things. So uh, I I can <laughs> evaluate these as magic cards and, and nothing else, and then <laughs> nothing else. Yeah. Everyone else being happy about how Tiamat or Vorpal Sword has been implemented on a magic card. I trust that they're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally totally fine. Um, but yeah, Vorpal Sword is the next one we can talk about. It's black for an artifact equipment. The crypt creature gets plus two plus zero and has death touch. Uh, and it has five black, black, black. Until end of turn, Vorpal Sword gains whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player. That player loses the game and has the equip cost of black, black. Uh-huh. So obviously, Vorpal Sword is just an incredibly powerful weapon within D and D that uh, can fairly easily just just one shot things, and it's yeah, represented quite nicely on the card here. I, I, I don't think this will see any play outside of Commander, but I'm sure if somebody wants to do a, a D&D or, I guess, an equipment deck, this is probably going to be good in, in those. Yeah. I think I think <laughs> this is the thing. Like I think these cards are... From the little card, the little of the cards that we've seen so far, I think they're good representations of, of the things from D&D, but at least to me, they're, they're not that exciting. I mean... Two of them are, but we'll get to those. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a, a commander-focused equipment. It says target player loses the game on it, so. Yep. Seems fine. <laughs> Again, I wish I had more to say about it, but I don't. <laughs> cool. Uh, next up, we have Prosperous Innkeeper. One in the green for a halfling citizen. It's one-one. Uh, when Prosperous Innkeeper enters the battlefield, create a treasure token, and has whenever another creature enters the battlefield and do control, you gain one life. Do we have a green soul sister? Yeah. That makes a treasure. And it's a halfling, which is a new creature type to magic? Possibly. Cool. That's all I yeah, have. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm unsure. I'm not entirely sure if we have halflings already. I feel like... like We have Kithkin, right? Kithkin's the... Yeah, we, the we've got Kithkin, but I, I feel like you could probably go and look at Legends and there's probably like a halfling in there or sure. something ridiculous like yeah. but yeah the, I mean the half thing it, it could well be um, but I, I assume there's going to be quite a quite a few more halflings uh, given that it is obviously 
quite a big and popular D&D race and I think yeah this, this this is quite a good representation of an innkeeper character from Dungeons and Dragons as a card again fine totally fine mm-hmm. <laughs> this next one's more exciting though so this is a uh, portable hole just that name that name right uh, yeah there's a lot of jokes White. I could but I'm not going to make <laughs> Exactly. It's white for an artifact. When a portable hole enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls with mana value two or less until portable hole leaves the battlefield. You know how magic players shorten the names of cards? Yeah. And you have, instead of oblivion ring, you have o-ring. Yeah. Uh, is this going to be p-hole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Possibly. Uh, I mean, it's going to be p- it's going to be pee hole or flashlight, isn't it? Flashlight, Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> I'd prefer the former. I'm yeah. going to kick people out of FNM if they start calling this flashlight. You're getting yeah. out of my shop. <laughs> pee hole, I'm fine with because it's pee hole, portal yeah. hole. Yeah, this is just like a, a glass casket variant, right? Yeah, I'm going to put Ren and Six in my pee hole. I'm going to end this podcast, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Running sick from this pee hole. Um, yeah, it's a it's a glass casket variant, which probably yeah. targets quite a lot of you know, good stuff across multiple formats. Yeah, that's it. I think you know we're we're looking if we're looking at like eternal formats. There's a lot of things that see play in eternal formats that have mana value two or less. Uh, I think portable hole is fantastic. And the fact, the fact that it's an artifact will probably play into something along the line as well. Yeah, it's it's just great. Big big fan of this. Yeah, it, it's a word target or anything like that. You saw you know glass casket occasionally saw playing in stuff like the Urzadex. Yeah, yeah. And this is one mana version of that. It's slightly less powerful, but yeah. Also, it's called Pete Hole, and now I've upset myself. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Next up we have Power Word Kill. That is one and a black for an instant. Destroy target, non-angel, non-demon, non-devil, and or non-dragon creature. This is cool. Yeah, it's like a it's it's a it's a Doomblade variant. Again, it's it's a very good representation of Power Word Kill in terms of a, a magic card. What does, what does Power Word Kill do? Uh it it kills any non-demonic um, creature. Okay. That's cool. So this 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 is what that is? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, will it see play? Probably not. I mean, it'll see some standard play, I'm sure of it. Yeah, I mean... But like, it's a, eternal play, I don't know. It's an easier to cast Victim of Night, right? Yeah, this is true. This is victim, true. Of, victim of Night is black black and, and has sort of weirdly specific creature types on it. I mean, like it's probably more playable than Go Through the Throat in any Eternal format. Not that Go Through the Throat is particularly playable, but... Yeah. They, they can't kill Baneslayer Angels. <laughs> I think that's kind of fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's can't, I mean, it can't, it can't kill dragons either, though, is the, uh, the big issue. Sure, but I, I think it's, it's an interesting card. Yeah. Yeah, I, definitely. I hate the art on it. What's going on there? <laughs> It's creepy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. Like just that horrible zombie face, just whispering the power word. It's power word like a safe word. No. Okay. <laughs> hey man, nothing I say is ever going to be worse than you calling portable hole flashlight. All right, so yeah. you, hey, you open the floodgates. I... <laughs> <sighs> cool. And then we've got uh, we've got a cycle of basic lands as well, and. So these are kind of like the opposite of the the full text lands. They've got some nice, really nice artwork on there, but then the only text they have on them are flavor text. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a, a bunch of different places which are sort of meant to be represented. Um, there's I guess places from from D and D in the art. Uh, I don't really know a lot of them, but yeah, they, they look cool. Like the art is nice. I think that's one thing this set is definitely going to have going for it. Like the art of D and D is is fantastic. Uh, you know, it uses a lot of, of artists. There's a lot of crossover in artists between Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. I think D and D just like you look at some of the monster, like the Monster Manual or the Player's Handbook and stuff, and it's just some of the art is, is stunning. So it's going to be really good to see that that art transferred across into cards. I think it's been done quite nicely here. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the flavor text. 
yeah, I'm Looks not weird. a fan of it myself, but that's totally fine. Yeah, I, I never really care about the basic arms from any standard set, so <laughs> I don't know why I'd start doing it now. Yeah. And then I guess one last thing which we can talk about briefly is we, we didn't get a card, but we did get some art. So we got a, a an image of a beholder. Uh, so it's going to be on the uh, the collector booster packaging, and we also saw it on a we saw it on a card, but we didn't see anything about the about the card. It was just the image, uh, and it's it's given a it's given a special art treatment. I'm not sure what they're calling it actually. Yeah, it looks. Oh, they call uh, they're calling it the classic rule book frame treatment. Sure. Uh, where the I guess the art of the cards. I assume it's all going to be on monsters and creatures. They're all going to be sort of drawn or depicted as they were in in the classic rule books and sort of first edition monster manuals and stuff. So yeah, we we saw a beholder on a magic card, and that that's got me very excited. I I think beholders are fantastic. There, like if you, you'd asked me if you like any anything, if you put put over anything from Dungeons and Dragons, put it into magic, beholders would be very high, if not number one on my list. I think they're fantastic creature type and yeah I'm looking forward to seeing them come to magic I do know what a beholder is <laughs> I yeah. recognise that when I saw it and that's, yeah, that's super cool. I know what that love, is love the art on, on that one as well that we saw as well so yeah I think it's going to be cool to see those those showcase I guess showcase rooms I don't know they haven't they haven't used the word showcase they've used it, the phrase classic rule book frame treatment that's that will be the equivalent of a showcase, it's, right? It's, it's the equivalent of a showcase, yeah. But I don't know. They keep changing things with every new set, and I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. Makes my job really fun. Yep. Does this count as borderless, <laughs> or is this a sh- is this showcase? <sighs> yes. It, it, it seems yeah. It seems like a <laughs> it seems like a fun set that people who like D and D will enjoy, and they're just magic cards to me, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's it, definitely. Yeah, I'm not gonna see what what else we get from it, but um, my expectations aren't. Mm, you know, they're not sky high. We've got a beholder. That's me happy. We've got a portable hole. It's gonna be good for good for legacy. Are your are, are your expectations ever sky high? I mean, they they were for Carl time. Ah, I see. And they were dashed quite quite convincingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, good. yeah. I I don't I don't dislike Carl time. I just. Just not what it could have been. Well, you were waiting for it for like six years, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it arrived, and it was just another standard set with nothing. Particularly it was just fine. Good. Yeah, I think I think just part of the issue is just just single standard sets. Just having like getting rid of like like the block structure. Just having single sets. You are just are not given the chance to explore a new plane fully, uh, no, and it's it kind of sucks when it's somewhere as cool as Caldheim or. I guess as as flavorful as Eldraine. Like another set on Eldraine could have been good, I think. But I don't know. I mean, we, I assume we'll be going back to these planes in the future. But just getting this this sort of snapshot, you don't really get like the full. I guess yeah, you don't really get like a full chance to really fall in love with a plane like you have with, with previous planes. Like I don't think yeah. if if Tarkir block had been just one single set, I don't think I'd be half as like. I don't, know, I don't think I just think think about it as fondly half as much as I do, or like, like any of the Innistrad sets or anything. And I, I think that that's one of the things Magic has really had going for 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 the longest time is just the ability to create. Like it creates so many worlds. Every single, I guess, every single set now is on a different plane. But you know, when you you're visiting like two or three new worlds every single year, and you got to see a lot of sort of big expansive lore about everything and. Yeah, having all of that go away, it, it it just makes me sad. I think that's what's one of the one of the biggest failing points of the game at the moment. I think you just aren't given the chance to really make a connection to a plane like you used to be able to. Yeah, I do really miss spending like an entire year on a plane. Yeah, like you know, like you said, like Tarkir, like because you spent like you know pretty much twelve months on this one plane, learning about different parts of it, and they got to expand the story a lot more. And it felt like a lot more involved rather than just like, oh, we're just popping in here. Now we're Strixhaven and, you know, Kaldheim, and now we're going to the Forgotten Realms. And it's just like, you don't really get a chance to really enjoy any of the planes that yeah. we visit. 
which sucks. Like, I don't really care about the Zendikar set, like Zendikar Rising, because like, cause nothing really happened. Yeah. And, and by the time, by the time we we'd like, you know, gotten back to Zendikar and see what's going on post Eldrazi, the the next sets around, and you're like, oh, I have to care about that now. Whereas when you were like, when it was, you know, Battle for Zendikar, and then even when it was two sets, you know, through, through the Gatewatch, you're like, oh, I'm still on Zendikar, is still vaguely invested in the set, and now I just I don't care about it at all. Yeah, that, that's it. Like even when it was, it was the it was the two set block structure. You had the setup and then the resolution. And now it's just it's all done within the same set. And yeah, I, I think that's the that's arguably the biggest thing that that's killed any interest in the, in the law for me. Like it just there's there's no. It feels like there's no point to it because like by the time you're just getting to grips with the story, the previews have started for the next set. So which is on a completely different plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't anyway, tell you any of the, anyway, any of the law from anything, any set. Pretty much going back to, I guess, Dominaria. Yeah. <laughs> Slimefoot waved. That's it. That's all I remember. <laughs> that's literally all I remember. <laughs> cool. Well, let's 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 leave this for now. Let's get on to the good stuff because I think we've got a, we've got a okay. lot of good positive feelings. I think. Let's, let's go for it. Yeah, Modern Horizons Two. We got we got some we got some spoilers. We got some uh, things. We got some things. It's incredible. It's incredible. So, I think first up, first up, let's let's get the let's get the elephant out of the room. Let's talk about the Fetchlands. Yeah, let's do it. So, I guess one one of the things that they previewed on the stream were the the Fetchlands. We all known for a long time that the Fetchlands were coming in in the set and. Now we know not only are they getting one version in the set, not only are they getting two versions, they're getting three versions in the set and they look incredible. Yeah. So they're going to have the, the standard borders you would expect. They're going to be printed at rare, which is great. Then they've also got uh, got an extended art version, like they, they have done for many, many sets now. And then they've also got a very special time-shifted frame as well, and they look incredible. They brought back the old border immediately. Yep, and yep. I have mixed feelings about that. And I love it. Tell me I, your mixed feelings. I love it, but yep. it also makes all those old border foils and old border cards I collected two months ago feel a lot less special. <laughs> and that you know that's, that's me, right? But like, it, it's just like oh cool, I got these cards, and then I, I assume they'll do them again. But it'll probably be like another year until they do them again, right? And it yep. just almost well, it's it's back to back supplementary sets, and it's almost back to back sets. That you just immediately get this this thing that was meant to be a special part of this, and I mean, if you're going to do something special to death, <laughs> old border frames is absolutely yeah, do this. They look yeah. incredible, um, yeah. and I'm never going to be mad about seeing more old border cards. But I just I don't like them just immediately running it back. It's just it makes it less special. <laughs> yeah, I I understand that argument. I don't agree with it in the slightest, but I <laughs> I understand it definitely. Like oh God, I, I, I just I just love the these. Group. When you I read it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I just love these. I absolutely love oh, no, these. No, 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 like, no. I love them. I just wish I, we can get them so soon. I, I, I would have. I would have every set. I would just have every set. Just have an old border cheat. So I, I, I finally sleeved up my my old border ponders and masks brainstorms and everything this week for my my aunt deck and yeah, instantly I was like, no, I've got to buy thought teasers now. I have to like. If I, if I could, like, these are 100% my jam. Like, if I could make every card have an old border, like, in every deck I play, that's that's what I want to do. Uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, my, my only problem is that I already have really nice versions of fetch lands that I like to use. Yeah. And I'm not going to be inclined to get these, even though I like them more. <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't justify you, that. Like, I've just I guess finished. that's it. Like, for me, like, I... I... I don't particularly want these to be special. I want these just to be a normal thing, so there's just more of them out there. I I, I just love them. Absolutely love them. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. It's weird they're getting extended out as well. But I guess all cards yeah, are getting extended definitely. out, like all rares will be getting extended out like in standard sets. So Yeah, that's it. So with Modern Horizons 2, you've got the, the full suite of products like you'd get with a standard set. So we've got draft boosters, we've got set boosters, we've got collector boosters, uh, and pre-releases and packs and bundles and stuff. Bundles. So supplementary product I, uh, bundles. It's such a weird concept to me. Yeah. So I assume they've just used 
they've used the, the same, I guess, printing facilities that they have done to do the standard tests, and they're just rather than standard set images, they've just switched them for the, the modern horizons images. So we're going to get all of the different variants, like the like you you would for standard set, I think. Yeah. So Which, we won't. I love it. We won't talk about the cards just yet, but we know that a couple of other cards have been spoiled. Are also got old border printings. Yes. That are uncommon and rare. Yeah. So it's just every and then they're new cards that are new to Magic, not just new to one. Does does that mean that all new cards are going to get an old border print? Uh, I am not sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because okay, so let's briefly discuss the buy box promo. Yeah, go for it. Which is Sanctum Prelate, which I'm very excited to have him on. Yeah. Um, which is a conspiracy two card. It is. Conspiracy yeah. two card. The buy box promo. Alice, Alice is, is the void. Is old border foil. Yeah. So I assume it's not in the set, in the same way that Flusser Storm from Modern Horizons One wasn't in the set. It was just the Barbox promo. But if this just comes in foil, that's going to suck. Um, yeah, they, they haven't they haven't confirmed. I guess they didn't confirm it on the stream whether or not it's in the in the yeah. set. Or I would assume it's not in the set because Barbox promos are never in the set anymore. Like so, all standard sets that have had Barbox promos, the card hasn't been in the set. And oh no no that's not true. No 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 they changed that. Yeah they changed that because people kicked off. Times for Remastered had Lotus Bloom as the Barbox promo and in the set. Yeah. But I was going to use that as, a, as an example. So we did Lotus Bloom, Barbox promo as our border. Um, and that was... But then it was in the set as well. Yeah. But it wasn't all border in the set. Yeah. And then they didn't do any Time Spiral block cards in our border. Yeah. All the Time Spiral cards... All the times for our block cards were just in the set in in regular modern borders, yeah. so I assume that Sanctum Prelate might be in the set just in a regular border, so you can't get an old border non foil. I'm I'm unsure. I'm <laughs> unsure. I think th- I think there's still a lot of stuff like that that they haven't confirmed yet. Like we don't know what's going to be in the collective boosters, like how that collation's going to work or anything yet. So I think as as we get a bit closer to the release date, we'll find out some more sort of information of what it's going to be like. Um, because we don't know, like, other than what we've seen on the box art, we don't really know what like the regular showcase version of the cards are going to look like yet either. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Sanctum Predator as a card, I'm glad that's in modern. Yeah. It's a nice yeah, addition definitely. to the format. Yeah, I think that that's, that's another one of those cards where I, I think it's it's just good. It's it's not busted. You can play it in humans if you want to. You can play it in death and taxes. It's yeah, just a good card. Yeah, and it, it's... It's a card that doesn't see that much play in Legacy, but sees occasional sideboard play and some main deck play in Death and Taxes. I think it's probably going to fill a similar role here. Like It's similar to Containment Priest. Yeah. In that Containment Priest doesn't really see any play. In that it doesn't really see any play, but it's nice to have access to. Yeah, 100%. And I, yeah, I also really want to crush the price on this card because, Jesus Christ, it's a lot more expensive than yeah. I realised. Yeah, I think, fingers crossed, that'll, that'll happen there. With this this print in here, so we know now that there's going to be 42 new to modern reprints from uh, from Magic's past. So cards that are legal in Legacy, Vintage, and Commander, and all that that have not had a print in modern times. Uh, so 42 of them. So we know a couple of them. Should we uh, should we just go for the other big one? Yeah, go for it. Cool. So next up is Counter Spell. Uh, yeah, we all know what Counter Spell does. Blue blue <laughs> Counter Target Spell. It's fantastic it's not even going to be very good my favorite thing is that it's an uncommon <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's unnecessarily an uncommon uh yeah uh man league's dead yep tired yeah. magic knot's dead yeah i guess sort of saw it coming it's probably dead too yeah any can't spell variant <laughs> it's probably probably dead uh logic knot i don't know the inverter deck still a thing. Maybe you want a copy there to clear out your uh, yeah. <laughs> graveyard before you flip it with your library. Um, Mana Leak is going to be easier to cast. In the, you know, Mana Leak often sees some play. Say often, it occasionally sees some play in pauper in greedy decks that want to counter spell but can't afford the blue blue. But also, yeah. fixing in modern is really good. So you can very easily go. You know, opt into counter spell, into Archmage's Charm, into Cryptic Command in a three color deck, <laughs> and it not be an issue whatsoever. So, yeah, I mean, 
I think it's going to be fine. I think we've called for it for a while. I think, you know, we thought it would be fine in standard. It yeah. wouldn't really be that much of an issue. Um, it being a modern is fine. It just means the control decks actually have a hard count spell. And I think that's fine. Yeah, I think so too. I think it'll probably. <laughs> I feel like it's it's one of those cards that it's probably going to see a good amount of play to begin with. Like once it's new to the format and people are just you know testing it out and trying to get a feel for it. So I expect the first couple of weeks we'll see plenty of five nil decks that are running like full play sets of it. But as as time goes by, I can see them cutting it down to just a couple. And it's yeah, I don't know. I feel like you've got so many. So many options in in modern that like counterspell is like probably going to be the best two mana, mana counterspell, but I think it it's one of those ones where its effectiveness is going to differ sort of meta to meta as well. Like some decks will just want Dovin's veto of a counterspell, like depending on what they're expecting to come up against and. Yeah, I, I can't imagine a world where Cryptic Command like isn't played anymore and people just play Counterspell instead. Like, oh, I, God, I think, I think it's, just gonna be, it's just going to be fine. Yeah, totally, 100%. I mean, so I, I don't think it's going to be yeah. too powerful. I don't think it's going to be busted. I, I, just, I just think it's going to be fine. Yeah, I think it's literally just going to eat up any slots that Mana League had in, in like your Esper control decks that are doing quite well at the moment. Um, yeah. Blue-white control, anything like that. You're just going to play Counterspell instead of Mana League and it's going to be effectively the same deck. Yeah, it's just this is a hard like because Manalik did a counterspell impression on turns one through five anyway, not one but <laughs> two through five anyway, um, where you were just hard countering their thing because they didn't have access to three mana, and now you're just gonna that's gonna extend into the late game where you just have a hard counterspell. And I think that's something yeah. that you could have had in modern this whole time. <laughs> and, like, and like we say, like counterspell isn't particularly played in Legacy. It's occasionally played um, as a one or two of in a couple of decks that just want. Yeah. versatility of counter spells, you want extra counter spells alongside your force of wills and spell pieces and stuff and I think it's it's going to be similar here Like it's it's just going to kick Manalik out of the format but Manalik was trying to do a counter spell impression anyway Yeah, and you're still going to play fine. man, still going to play art mage's charm, still going to play cryptic command yeah. and this is just another another tall first deck so, like, it's, a, it's a huge deal that we finally get counter spell in modern after you know nearly 10 years of modern existing yeah, but also it's not that big a deal because it's not going to break anything wide open, and it's probably just going to be fine, and <laughs> isn't going to define yeah. any kind of meta game. Fully, fully agree with that. Yeah, and we're also getting a, a nice borderless version of the, of the card as well. After we just is... got a nice borderless version in Commander Legends. <laughs> After we just got a nice borderless version in Strixhaven. Yeah, <laughs> two nice borderless versions. Two nice, yeah, two nice borderless versions. Oh, one of them's got a border. Uh, that is true. One of them does have a horrible, yeah. horrible border, actually. Why did I say nice? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we got t- two you know, special versions. There are like a hundred different nice versions of Counterspell, some of which have gone yeah. up ridiculously in price since this was announced. They've all, like, yeah, they, they've all gone up. And like, even like the, the Japanese Strix 7 1 skyrocketed, which is nice for me because I opened one last week. But yeah, yeah. If, you, if you wanted like an old border one, or it was like the old Judge promo one, or there's like an FNM one. They've just gone silly, absolutely silly. No, I just, I just like my. Uh, so just wait, up. just wait until it's not very good in modern, and just buy them then if, if you want to get yeah. the nice ones. I just like my standard art, on the Legends ones. They're just nice. Yeah. I've always liked the this because this art was first in Eternal Masters. Yes. And I just like Magic that Online. Art. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, buy expensive card spells if you want. It seems like a ridiculous place to put your money. <laughs> <laughs> but do what you want. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Cool. To, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. Right, let's move on to some new cards then. So, speaking of, of old of old cards, we uh, we finally have a brainstorm effect in modern. We've had brainstorm effects in modern for so long now. This one is called Brainstone. So this is uh, one <laughs> mana for an artifact. Brainstone. You pay two and tap it, sacrifice it, draw three cards and put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. Do you like three mana brainstorms? I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> three mana colourless brainstorms? Nope. Yeah. I, this card yeah, sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, this this card is is terrible. I think the art is fantastic on it though. I love the art. I love that we've got a new bit of Drew Tucker art. That's class. Big, big fan of this. Yeah, it's uh, great. It's great. It also has a has an old time shifted border version. 
no idea why. It's uh, look. I'm saying. I think the. I mean, it, 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 I guess it looks. It looks like something from like Mirage or something, doesn't it? So I guess yeah. it fits, but I it's think, awful. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think all the. So you said 42 new new cards, right? I don't know. That's that's no. Um, so it's, no, it's that's 42 cards, it? new to modern cards. Yeah, yeah. So brand new cards. But yeah, this has. I, I think. That's what I mean. Like, do all the new cards have old borders? Are there like two old border sheets? No. Not all of the new cards. Why the fuck does this have one? Who's going to want this? This is worse than Contagion Clasp and Rakdos Charm. No one's going to play this ever. Occasionally you play Contagion Clasp in a in a EDH deck. Occasionally you play Rakdos Charm in your sideboard. Who's playing Brainstone? This is so bad. I don't know. But like, yeah, you can reanimate maybe, it. You can do whatever. You can do artifaction. Well, you, you can, yeah, that's it. That's it. You can do. You can do stupid like KCI Meritrevish shenanigans with it. Like that's a thing you can do. I'd still rather uh, have chromatic but, star. <laughs> but like exactly, that's it. Like exactly chromatic star because at least you're in coloured mana. Like yeah, and it just it cantrips for two mana. This cantrips yeah. for three mana. Yeah. Why, why would I want that? It's so bad. Yeah, that, I don't know. No, no, maybe I we're really. Know. I really hope we're really wrong, and this is like one of the best cards. In the no, set, we're not. But yeah, we're not. No, this 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 card is not very good, and that's fine. Like I'm sure, like it's probably going to be like a limited role filler as well. Like I, it, from what we've seen so far, I, I assume artifacts are going to play heavily into the limited format, and that's cool. I love that, but I just don't think this is going to see any play anywhere outside I was just, of that. I was just thinking about what would happen if they made it a mythic and made it so you didn't have to sacrifice it. So it was a one mana artifact and you, you pay two and tap it to do a brainstorm. Yeah. That's insane, right? That's a silly thing for yeah, me to yeah. have thought. Like, you... I mean, in, in a world where, like, Paradox Engine and stuff, then, yeah. And like, just, like, I guess, plenty of other ways to untap artifacts, yeah. In, in a world where Sensei's Divining Top is banned. Yeah, yeah, and that that effect would, <laughs> while costing one more mana than activating top, would be much better than top because you actually actually draw a card. Uh, it costs costs two more mana than to act, than activating top. No, to spin it. I mean, oh sure. I mean, yeah, it doesn't quite spin, but yeah, spin the brainstone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate, I hate, I love the art. The art's incredible. Um, I'm a big big fan. Like this, like f- you know, out focused background with a weird many face clam looking thing it's great but yes oh, card sucks so badly yep and I hate and it that's, that's, that's fine it's totally totally fine to have bad magic cards I would go as, I would go as far as to say that this card sucks as bad as Cabal Therapist but you love Cabal Therapist so at least Cabal Therapist's cool <laughs> this is cool <laughs> yeah yeah how I is mean, this less cool it. than Cabal think... Therapist <laughs> Yeah, it, maybe it's not. Then maybe it's not. I think I don't know. I'm just looking at like the the old boarded version. It just it looks like some like bulk common from Mirage, like 100. <laughs> percent Yeah, I, I kind of love that, but it's oh, it's awful. It's awful. Should we talk about another bad card? It's extremely bad. This one's worse than anything. Next up is Diamond Lion. It's two mana for a two-two. Artifact creature cat, you can tap it, discard your hand, sacrifice diamond lion, add three mana of any one colour, activate only as an instant. Alright, before we get into, well, what we think about it and what everyone else thinks about it, which is more fun, why isn't this called Diamond Eye Lion? Diamond Eyed Lion? Uh, any of them? Uh, Come on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, at least it's not called Magus of the Eye. Magus of the Eye? <laughs> Or Magus of the Lion, you know, or Magus of the Diamond, I guess. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Again, the art is incredible on this, and I 100% appreciate the fact that they got Howard Leon to do the art for Diamond Lion. Like, that's sick. Diamond Leon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Should we talk about how awful this card is? It's just bad. It's, it's, it's just, just bad. It's just a bear. Like, it's, it's just a bear. Yeah, it's but... a two mana two two that like you you're not gonna it's not gonna live to get to do its effect. Yeah, I imagine I have the same feeling about this card as people did about Lion's Eye Diamond when it was first printed. <laughs> no, Lion's Eye no, Diamond Lion's Eye Diamond's so much better. Lion's Eye Diamond is, I mean, Lion's Eye Diamond was was terrible at the time, obviously. But that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Even like, then... I don't I don't think this is gonna get good. <laughs> that's not what I mean. Yeah, yeah. This is this is never gonna get good ever. Costs two mana. 
two mana for a two like it's yeah two mana for a lion's eye diamond that you can't activate until your next turn like awful yeah it's extremely shit <laughs> uh, people disagree though I've been told I'm wrong about this card have you? yes yeah yeah I've seen people say oh we can play it in um play it in Karn Echoes but I don't think it wants that at all it's just it's just too slow. The whole point of like the Karn Echoes deck is you dump your hand on turn one, then draw seven, then dump your hand again and draw another seven. Like, yeah, sure, you can play Ancient Tomb or City of Traitors and then Diamond Lion, and then pass the turn, and then what? Like, yeah. it's just it's it's not good. It's not good. It's it's very bad. I I appreciate it exists. Like, it's another one of those cards where like I'm sure, like I'm sure. People will find a way to do something with it in Commander, but I, this this is not Lion's Eye Diamond, because just because it shares some of the features of Lion's Eye Diamond, does not mean it is Lion's Eye Diamond, and it, it's yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. That. I don't know how I feel about them doing this, like taking old sort of iconic or you know at least legacy playable cards, yeah, and turn them into a new much much worse version for Modern Horizons. Like I think it's a fun gimmick, like like with Cabal Therapist, right? You just you take yeah. a card that people vaguely know, and that has powerful applications in that format, and then just make an awful, awful version of it. Um, that's I don't like that really because you're kind of just wasting space. I'd rather you made a new two mana two two that was bad, <laughs> than be like, oh, do you'll remember Lion's Eye Diamond. Did a diamond lion? That's funny, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's not even it's called Diamond Eyeline. Come on, it's it's like I get it, and I I do, I I quite like them doing it. It's you know like the major cycle and stuff. Like it's it's ways you can print those effects, where like they can't print those cards again. So it's like I I get it. I fully get what they're going for, and there's going to be there will be a lot of players that will look at this card and go, "Oh, that's cool. I like this." And that that's good. Like you have to make those players happy. You you got to make all players happy, and that's not something that you you can have you can ever do. And I think I would I would prefer them to do this sort of thing in the majors thing, and you know make somebody happy that they've got a, a majors of the wheel or a majors of the tabernacle or whatever, and you know, still have access to that kind of effect, albeit a a worse version of of the effect than. But the thing no. with those cards is that. They're good on creatures. Not good enough to see play anywhere apart from Mages of the Moon. But Lion's Eye Diamond isn't a good card. <laughs> it, it's good. I mean, it's, 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 it's good exclusively because it costs zero mana. And if it doesn't cost zero mana, it's it has no other applications. Yeah. Like, Mages of the Wheel has applications in Commander because it's, you know, being able to wheel at any point is really fun. Uh, Mages of the. whatever. The, Mages of the Will. That's a cool one because you can you can do that and do a reasonable impression of, of uh, Will. the image of the tabernacle. You know, it does a reasonable impression of of, of tabernacle. It's like this being two mana just completely kills the fact that I don't want this effect in commander. I don't want yeah. alliance eye diamond unless you're doing a CDH thing where you're comboing it with uh, Oriok salvages, which you can't do with even though that doesn't work with this because it's yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so like I don't I don't where is this gonna be where are you gonna put this? It's not even good in cat tribal. And when I, when they've printed a cat that isn't even good in cat tribal, they've made a mistake. Yeah, like the best thing I can see you like being able to do with this is like you play it and then somehow it survives a turn and then you get to you get to crack it and then discard a big creature to put in your graveyard and also discard an unburial rights and then Cast the unburial rights with the mana from the Lion's Eye Diamond plus two more mana that you had left. Wow, around. that sounds extremely bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. All right. I mean, I, I hate everything about this card. The art's cool. I love the art. Yeah, the art is fantastic, and it's another card that I'm glad exists, but I don't think it's a good card at all. And I think the people that have that are get excited about this card are people that have never cast a Lion's Eye Diamond. There's that classic Eternal Player elitism again. Yep. <laughs> I think that's it. Just a lot of these cards, I think when, like, I get, yeah, a lot of these cards that sort of mimic the effects of older cards, 
I think the people that tend to get excited about them, I guess like the card we'll talk about next, the people that get excited about it tend to not necessarily have or fully understand the context of the, the things that they, I guess, talk about or see when they, they see these cards. And, and that's fine, like... Magic players are awful at card evaluation, like I am myself as well. I was going to say, that's not like, us, us included. We've yeah, made 100%. some scorching hot takes that have been, I don't know, an hour after we said them, complete garbage. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll take that Diamond Line is bad is, is, is not one of those. We are correct. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, let's, let's talk about a fun card now. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this next card is my favourite card that I've seen in this set. I, I love this card so much. I don't think it's busted or broken. I mean, we'll get onto it. We'll definitely get onto it because I've got so many things to say about this card. So this is Urza's Saga. Uh, it's an enchantment land, Urza's Saga. As Urza's Saga enters, enters, and after your draw step, add a law counter, sacrifice up to three. So the first verse is uh, Urza's Saga gains tap, add colorless. Second one is uh, Urza's Saga gains Pay two and tap, create a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. And number three, search your library for an artifact card with mana cost zero or one, put it on the battlefield, and then shuffle. Uh, I'm just going to let you pop off, I guess. Oh, I love this. Uh, everything about this is incredible. Uh, it's, it's, it's weird in the right way that I love. So, yeah, it's, it's an enchantment land, so that's a thing for a start. Uh, I'm sure... I'm sure there are many enchantment decks that care about that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure you can you can find some way to make that better. I guess it makes Sarah Sanctum better in Commander, right? There's probably something you can do with Heliod's Hall of Generosity as well. I'm sure there's just loads of like weird niche things you can do, and I, I love that. I love weird interactions, and this is this is very much a weird interaction card. I mean, I think Constellation's pretty cool. Constellation says when enchantment ETBs. So if you get one of the, yeah. if you get to proc that by playing a land, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's definitely cool. Uh, yeah, then the, the second one, it makes a construct, or it gets it gains the ability to make a construct. That's again, that's quite cool. That's good. That's mm-hmm. something that we see typically of of cards with with Urza in the name, or I guess anything sort of related to to Khan or that sort of time period of Magic currently. And the, the final one, search your library for an artifact card with mana cost zero or one, put it on the battlefield and shuffle. I think that's great for getting just getting like any sort of really niche artifact you want in, in toolbox decks like this, this is going to be good for finding like your silver bullet sideboard cards stuff like grafticus cage like it's going to be great for that uh, but it's also got a fantastic interaction where uh, that chapter three can trigger you can tap it to float one mana you can sacrifice it and go and get a Lion's Eye Diamond, and then you get to pop off with your Lion's Eye Diamond in the Carn Echoes deck. And this is this is the card that we'll see playing Carn Echoes, not Lion Diamond or whatever it's called. This, one hundred percent, this. I've just realised that it doesn't gain the tap out of colours until end of turn. It taps for mana the whole time until you sacrifice it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be nice to know how to read. Yeah, <laughs> I have a degree in this it's, language. It's it's one of those cards that I I feel like it's it's just has so many like so many sort of subtle like different bits to it like the more you read the card the more you sort of understand it and the more sort of powerful things you can do with it like you can you can float a mana and sack it to crop rotation um i like, i'm sure you can do fun things with life from the loam with this as well like i feel like it has so many just just like big brain applications and i i love this card 100% for that my favorite thing about it is that it says search for an artifact with converted mana cost 0 or 1 it doesn't say yes. an artifact with converted mana cost or mana value one or less. Yeah. So you can't find yeah. like artifacts. It's, it's the fact that it, it doesn't say mana value, it says it says mana cost, so it specifies the mana yeah. cost has to be zero or one. So you can't go and get like an artifact land and you can't go and get walk and blister. Because obviously their their mana cost is not zero. Yeah, you actually have to go and get Yeah, you, know, you get a lion's eye diamond or like diamond or a moxin or yeah, yeah whatever. Graphic yeah, pissing needle, Grafticus cage. I think it's. I think it, just having that that option, I think, is really really cool. And yeah, you can you can float the mana as well, so you get to cast that one mana thing too, I which think is sweet. You put it on the battlefield, so you don't even have to cast it. Oh yeah, yeah, you don't have to cast it. Then, so you yeah. can so you, you float the mana with the 
with the chapter three on the stack, it goes and gets it, and then you have a mana floating while this gets sacrificed. Yeah. Um, I think this is cool as well because like those kinds of decks, because because it, it's slow, right? Because so you play it and then yeah. turn two you can make a, a uh, an artifact creature, you can make a construct, which I imagine will be quite big in those decks. So that might be might be quite useful. Um, and then the next turn, it pops off and can go and get your LED or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, it's quite sl- it's quite slow in that way, but I think those decks can handle like a couple of colorless lands that don't really do anything. Because like Atlas, is yeah, just a, it's just a waste. I think right? so. Yeah, yeah. Which is so. Cool. I, I think that I think the I guess the when this card was was previewed, a lot of the talk I saw about it, which I, I instantly disagreed with, was that like this card is broken in vintage. This card is going to be restricted in vintage. I, I don't think that's the case at all because, like you said, it, it's too slow. Like it takes three turns for it to do its its tutor thing. To so go and get a lotus. Uh, I don't think I really care at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, on turn three, if you're going to get a lotus or a mana crypt or a sol ring or a mana vault or whatever, like yeah, at having, that point, it's like, it's far too late to do anything. Your land drop for the turn couldn't cast like an exploration or a pyroblast or a brainstorm or a ponder or a thought seize or a duress. Yeah. Like your first land is colorless, so like I don't. Your first land is just colorless and taps for one. Like, yeah, exactly. This is a, a, a format where like you know. Mishra's workshop is legal. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd, that's, that's the thing as, as well. Like, I'd rather have like a, a workshop or, or if I'm playing a colorless land, an ancient tomb or a city of traitors or something like that. Yeah, I don't want to. Then after three turns, I found my lotus. Like, I, I if, if I'm just you know, if I was able to ponder on turn one, I'd probably be able to find my lotus. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's not. It's not going to do any of those things. Uh, yeah, I just think it's. I mean, to be fair, I think the thing, when I first started playing Magic. You know, back when magic was simple, and it was just like magic cards that just got printed in one way, either foil or non-foil. Yeah. If you showed me this, my head would have exploded. Yeah. <laughs> right, so what? What the yeah. hell is this templating? Why is the art on the side? Um, what is a saga? Why is this an enchantment land? Why is it subtype as a saga? As a saga, yeah. What's happening? This doesn't look like a yeah. magic card. Um, I think it's. I think it's a really cool implementation of the saga design. Yeah. I, same, I just don't I, understand I, I why it's it. an enchantment in any way. I don't think it, I, don't, I don't know why that works because it's a saga. Because it's a saga. Yeah, sure. Because sub sagas are enchantments. So yeah, so that's why it's an it's an enchantment. Um, do sagas have the subtype saga like enchantment saga, or do they just have enchantment? But I should uh, know this. enchantment. Uh, so it, they just have enchantment. So the, the it has the Urza saga as a subtype because of the land. Like like all of the Tron lands have like Urza's land, Urza's tower, land, Urza's mine, land, Urza's whatever. Like you wouldn't know I played this game, would you? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like unless you play a, a Tron deck, like you're not really <laughs> pick up those things. And I, I, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. But I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I say that as a, as a Tron player, but mine are all antiquities and just say land on them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think the weird thing to me is that like. Uh, Urza's Saga being a type of because like subtype Urza's Tower right Urza's Tower is a land that's yeah. a landmark that you could build a land around you can't build a land around a saga it's very weird to me that this is also a land I, I assume it's, that's yeah, because of design it, it, rather than flavour but yeah definitely like it's again like all of that is just another another addition to the weird factor about this card the fact that it it is a saga that is called Urza's Saga that is that has the subtype Urza Saga, and there is also the set Urza Saga, and like th- this is the saga of Urza Saga. It's 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 just there's so much strange stuff going on, and all of that's depicted in the art as well. So I think the art was fantastic. So the the art is three different bits of art. So there was uh, one there was one bit of art that was done originally, and then that was painted over, and then Urza. And stuff was put on top of that, and then on top of that, you had uh, all of the, it's like the writing, like the graffiti style scribbles and stuff, which were meant to be like censoring Baron's spell. Like, I think mean, like, the fact that like the art has such like deep lore, I love too. Like, the whole thing's just great. This is one of my favorite magic cards that has, has ever been printed. I love it. Yeah, it's it's just great. It is great. I just, I'm. There's just so much going on that I'm finding yeah, it kind of hard to pass. But that's it. Like I, I as far as far as like playability goes, I think, I think the Karn Echoes deck is an, is a reasonable deck for this. Uh, I think that Vintage Shops probably wants one or maybe two. 
just because I, I think side like sideboard games this is a, it's a nice free tutor for your your um stuff like Tormod's Crypt or Grafticus Cage or whatever, like if you end up playing against Dredge or whatever. But I don't think like I don't think this is gonna be four of in a shops deck. I think if that if that third saga allowed you to go and get Arcbound Ravager or Mystic Forge, then we'd be saying, yeah, just restrict this card, but it's I think in some ways it's a it's a lot less powerful than it looks, but in other ways it's a lot more powerful than it looks because because it, it behaves so weirdly, and you can do you know just a lot of niche timing things of it. Yeah, it's one. I think it's one of those cards that I, I think is really going to teach a lot of people some sort of level up moments, and I think in how good this card is is going to vary massively depending on your skill with the game like this in LSV's hand is going to be I mean that is true of every card but I think stuff like this especially something like this in like LSV's hand is going to be an, uh, just a, a far more powerful weapon than it would be in the hands of your, your average FNM player yeah no I agree it's a hell of a design and I like this a lot more than Brainstone and Diamond Lion <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my takeaway yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we do also have an alternate art version for this one as well. So this one has a sketch treatment, uh, so it has the art as it's sketched. I assume there's going to be other cards that have that sort of sketch art as well in there as well, but this is the only one we've seen so far. I assume that's reserved for sagas. Cause no like, idea. Because, like, sagas, like, especially recently, they've done like some really cool things of the art they've put on sagas, like some of the ones in, the one in Kaldheim that was literally a wood carving yeah was taking a photo of. so most magic cards are supposed to just be like a representation of a thing that's happening right or of a creature or whatever whereas sagas are meant to be like the actual art that would have been produced by the people at that time to depict that event yeah so i assume that the sketch i mean maybe they're for other cards as well but it's really cool to if they were just tied to yeah sagas. i don't i don't know i don't even know if there's if, the, if there'll be more sagas in the set like, yeah maybe just no idea one. yeah it's it's, it's cool I mean, nonetheless yeah, that, I mean, that, that's something that we've always seen. That's one of my favourite things about sagas. Like, sagas are definitely, like, one of my, my favourite... I guess probably, like, my favourite card type that's been introduced since I started playing Magic. It's definitely, just absolutely yeah. fantastic design. I love them, and yeah, they've always had some, like, just really cool things. You had, like, um, like, like tapestries being made for the art for some of them. You had some of them painted on, like, old wood blocks. You had, like... Uh, all of the Kaldheim ones are really cool because they were all just like on bits of armor or like you know, carved into a horn or like ones like a tattoo. Like there's so many really cool things. Yep. And yeah, I think this follows the trend nicely. Yeah, it's really really cool. Sweet. It's just yeah, just this card. This is this card. This is this is this is like the perfect magic card for me. I love it. <clears throat> you compare looking at these spoilers that we have, and we have quite a few more, but. You compare this to the time that we uh, that we knew about Cabal Therapist and Sarah the Benevolent. Yeah. How much more excited are you about this set than, than you were for Modern Horizons 1 when you knew those cards? Um, I, Infinitely? Probably, <laughs> pro- I don't know, probably equally as excited, I think. I think okay, I, sure. was, I was massively excited last time. I thought possibilities were endless. If, if, oh, if the power level was going to be like Cabal Therapist, who knows what we could get in this set. We're going to get Force of Will and everything. <laughs> Wasteland. <laughs> Uh, the power level of Cabal Therapist so high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'd, we'd never seen anything like it before, and, and Matt Nass was freaking out about it, so, you know. <laughs> he just won three GPs back-to-back. Like <laughs> That's true, yeah, I trust his opinion more than yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this. I can't wait. So previews begin officially on the 24th of May, and uh, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure we'll find out one or two extra little bits of this as, as we go on and I'm just itching to see the rest of the time shifted cards because yeah my my aunt deck's going to need all the all the old border cards you can get now I think yeah I agree sweet awesome so is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we go today no I think I think we're good that's enough yeah hype for one episode I think yeah Modern Horizons 2 looks class and I can't wait I can't wait so we are approaching the second hour. Let us know how you feel about Modern Horizons 2 from what you've seen so far. Come get at us on social media. On Twitter, you can hit us up at HFDCast. 
facebook.com slash hfdcast or if you really enjoyed anything you'd liked in this episode and want to give back in a monetary value you can hit us up on Patreon we've got patreon.com slash devastation tiers start from as little as $1 per month that's roughly 20-25 cents per episode uh, and a reminder that the podcast is brought to you by manalink.com yeah. where you can go to buy all of your magic things including pre-order Modern Horizons 2 and you can get 5% off your order using the promo code HOFD5 which is exciting it is super excited. Massive, massive thanks to Manly because, as always, whether or not we were we had this affiliation or not, uh, we'd definitely be recommending people go check them out because they've been a, a pillar of the, the MTG UK community for the, the longest time now. I think they're an absolutely fantastic store. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you can find the podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher. If you want to go to one of those platforms and leave us a comment or a rating or review, it'd really help get the podcast out to more people. If you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I am at PeachGardenOaf, that's over with an F. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon, you can find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. Uh, and I also stream on Twitch, so every Friday night we play FNM, so we do it, just a whole host of different things. A lot of Cube, a lot of Draft, we've been playing some Arena as well. And then sort of every alternate Saturday and Sunday we try out new things. It's It's been a lot of fun, it's twitch.tv slash PeachGardenOaf, come check it out. You can find me on Twitter at snail69. Nice. If you want to know my opinions on Peter Mandelson, imagine, <laughs> you, can, you can probably imagine what they are at this point. I can, I can imagine, yeah. But if you want to know exactly, then you do find me there. <laughs> awesome. So once again, we're approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned. So we'll see you again next week on Arrow Devastation.